Lad, you know what's even better than talking about hockey with Chase? Tell me. It's probably conquering the Russian Empire. Oh my god, are you still playing that game right now? I'm playing this game called Call of War with my, my, good, my best friend Cameron Lake. And uh, right now we are invading... Wait a second. Okay, Price is not your best friend. No, I wish he that's was. not who really? I was going to say, Daniel, okay? Oh, okay, sorry. What I, I thought you were going to be on my side here and that we're not his best friends, okay? How about that? Okay, sorry, yeah. Actually, yeah, okay. I... I, I, I hid my uh, disappointment with the Terry Price answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's if I, like you were really excited to hear you want to be friends. <laughs> I think I have to question the relationship between uh, between the three co-hosts here on this show. <laughs> but uh, well, then, yeah, Chase was a great guest. Hey, eh? let's uh, let's just mention that right off the bat here in the show. Um, we thank him here. He was very generous of his time, and we hope we can have him back in the future. Yes. Uh, yeah, we love you. You're a good guy. Uh, but now it's time for the retro review. Alex, why don't you take mm. it from here? Because this is, I want to say heartbreaking, but at the same time, I'm sure there's some solace in looking at what happened post the 2014. Yeah, there's a couple things with, with this retro review. Like it brings back absolute nightmares for any Lee fan. Um, I don't know why I agreed to do this. <laughs> it's only because it was the only person to ever ask us to do something. Calha <laughs> there. So he originally asked me to look, say, you know, he, he, he sent me a message saying, man, I didn't realize how bad the 1415 leaves were. And then I go, yeah, they were really bad, but the 1516 leaves were even worse. Um, so what I decided, instead of just focusing on 14, 15, I thought, why don't we look at 14 to 16? Because that was really the Leafs transitioning year. Um, they, you know, 2012, 2013 was a lockout year. 13, 14 was another weird year for the Leafs. But I think 14, 15, I believe that was the first year uh, that Brendan Shanahan was there. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll find out. Um, and then 15, 16 was the ultimate absolute tank of a year um so why don't we start with 14 15 uh they put in 82 games uh 30 wins 44 losses eight overtime losses well that's bad 68 for a total of 68 points um their leading score was phil kessel 25 goals uh 36 assists for 61 points their leading goal scorer, James Van Riemsdyk, 27 goals, 29 assists, and 56 points. I wish he's like, he was a Leaf, by the way. Who? Uh, James, James Van Riemsdyk. I, I just forget he's a thing. What do you mean? I just, it was a sad day when he became a Leaf, though. Cause like, man, yeah, because we had to give up Luke Shed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Like 14-15, I didn't care about the Leafs. Carey Price is putting on a damn show in Montreal. So, like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Like, I remember Phil. But then, like, JVR, then, in, like, in his, like, second the year they drafted Matthews, he was hurt all year. And then, then he just went back to Philly. And I just, I just never really think of JVR as a Leaf. To be honest, the 14-15 Leafs, the, it was a weird, weird year because I have uh, right, the regular season up. You know, in October, they went 5-4-1. November, they went 7-4-2. And, and in December, they went 9-6-0, oh, right? So it seems like, oh, 
you know, this is going to be, uh, I don't know, interesting. Be something like it, there. It, it could be potentially a weird playoff team. I don't know if they'd actually make the playoffs. And then, and then the the best thing happened. Should I tell you what happened? Go ahead. In January of 2015, the Leafs went 11-1-1. Let me repeat it. 11 wins. uh, Sorry, I wish. One win, (laughs) 11 losses, and one overtime loss. I remember that. That was so bad. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, we, I lost myself. I lost myself. That was that's incredible. That's, that's incredibly when we finally garbage. That's when we finally knew 2013 was a fluke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because you know, I remember when Brian Burke was fired. There was a mix of, you know, oh man, you know, Brian Burke was building something. Um, I think he was fired uh, just in the middle of the 2012-2013 season, or not middle. Sorry. Just before the season actually started, right? Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was one of the, the the rumors that Luongo was coming to the Leafs. Yes, yes, I remember that. That um, was a thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he talked about Brian Burke talked about it recently. Now, who th- they were trying to bring Luongo in, and I think who are they asking for? I'm not. I don't. I can't remember. The name's not coming to me. Uh, Adam, do you mind searching it up? Uh, yeah, what, what exactly? Just search up Brian Burke Luongo to Toronto. Something Brian, should come up. Yeah, all right. Um, and, you know, this that month, January 2015, um, Randy Carlisle was the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then he was fired. Do you know who came in to replace him? The man, the myth, the bloody legend, Peter Horacek. Um, he always seemed like a nice guy in interviews. Uh, this is from Fansided. This is uh, by Paul Taylor. Okay. Um, quote, as reported by Sportsnet, the Leafs apparently almost acquired Roberto Lalongo while Burke was the Leafs president and GM. However, Burke was fired in January 2013 before he had a chance to make the deal. The leads to a number of questions as in, you know, the potential trade. Just skipping forward here. The first thing to consider is what the Leafs would have to given up in exchange for acquiring Lalongo. According to Burke. Yeah. So the man who was right in the thick of it, pretty yep. credible source, to be honest with you. I think so. The Vancouver Canucks were asking for Jake Gardner, Nazem Kadri, and two first rounds wow. for Roberto Lalonga. And, uh, and that was in 2012 or 2013, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, would you take that deal? If I'm Brian Burke, can I be honest? If I'm Brian Burke, I don't take that deal. No. Luongo's like 33 yeah. at that point. Well, even if he's in his, you know, it, it's weird with Luongo. You know, you already gave up. To, imagine this. Imagine this. You gave up two first-round picks in what year? What year did you get Phil Kessel? 2009? The next two picks that you got, the, next, the two first-round picks you gave up turned into Tyler Sagan and Dougie Hamilton. Imagine giving up two more first-round picks and it turning to garbage again. You know how bad that will look? Imagine giving up Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't imagine that. 
Like I'd be on the floor crying. I wouldn't be a Leafs fan. I'd probably be, I don't even know. You want, there's probably a chance if that happened, I would be a Montreal fan. I don't even know how I would do it. I would somehow find my way. Find a way. The, <laughs> yeah. The biggest thing I think that happened in 1415 and really set the future for this team was Kyle Dubas was, it was his first year as assistant general manager. Um, and he, I believe him and Mark Hunter were in charge of that draft. And recently they, there was um Sportsnet was doing like one of those um, Instagram live TV videos. You know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. with, it was Dubis, uh, Breeze Bois, Bill Guerin, and um, John Chaika. And they were talking about going to their first GM meetings. And Kyle Dubis said he went uh, when Nonis was fired. I think Nonis was fire, fired this year because Lamorello would be hired that summer. And he was scared. Uh, I'm not going to say the word. He was extremely scared. <laughs> to go into a meeting like imagine being like at that time i think he's still in his 30s at that point and going into and into a a room with a pretty much the 200 hockey men <laughs> when you're mr hey you know. yeah. i'm about to change the game and <laughs> and you're just sitting there with yeah the eye test you know his girlfriend is a six i can't we can't draft him right <laughs> One of the most accurate sport quote, sports quotes. That's so. I hate that. I hate that quote. Uh, the biggest trade of the 2014-15 year is a deal that brought in Zach Hyman. Uh, the on June 19, 2015. So this was at the end of the year. Uh, the Florida Panthers traded Zach Hyman in a conditional seventh for Greg McKegg. And steal, guy Zach Hyman. And, that was such know? a steal. I remember hearing about that trade. Um, okay, funny thing in my life at that time. <laughs> um, I actually was living in Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I did this when um, I was taking classes there. Um, Back at my time at U of T. Yeah, I know. Um, I was crazy. Like, I remember hearing about all these trades, like, when I was happy. Like, the Leafs were finally kind of embracing a rebuild. Um, and But all these deals, like, I was getting these, like, because of the hour, like, the time difference. I was getting them as, at night. Yeah. And when oh. they first got the Zach Hyman one, where it's, like, a guy where, you know, that NCAA potential, you know, I didn't really think anything of it much. It was a guy that he does, you know, he brings to the game what you want him to, but he did it so much better as, like, that grinding, digging guy on, like, the top lines. Yeah, for sure. And I think that he was, you know, at that point, your your um, cabinet with all these with all the prospects wasn't as full as it is, uh, you know, even simply a year later. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, bringing in Zach Hyman, he's one of those guys, homegrown, he can, and he needs to be developed. I think that's perfect for the start of, of that rebuild. So mm-hmm. another thing with this year, and I think this is, you know, you look, I'm going to read you the list of players, and it screams Kyle Dubas uh, to me, is 
um, Mitch Marner, Travis Dermott, Jeremy Bracco, Dmitry Timoshov. Those were at those were the big picks that the Leafs made in the 2015 draft. Uh, you obviously, other than those guys, of Andrew Nielsen, who ended up getting traded in the was was he part of the Thomas Placanic deal? I will check. I don't. I think you're thinking of oh, no, Ah, uh, but okay. I think Andrew Nielsen was traded for. Um, he was traded to Calgary, I think, for yes, Mor- yes. Morgan Klimchuk. Yeah, yeah, he was part of the Cal- that Calgary trade. You also have Martin Zierkaus, who was actually part of the Robin Leonard to Vegas trade, that crazy three-way trade. Uh, you have Jesper Lindgren, who I believe just signed a contract with the Marlies, and Stefan uh, Desrochers, who. I never ended up signing with the Leafs and Nikita Korstelev, who also never signed uh, with the Leafs. So you have, but just to have those four players and, you know, we, Timoshev got claimed on waivers, but, you know, he looked like he can be a somewhat of an NHL or bottom, bottom six, probably Jeremy Bracco. You still don't really know what he is probably on his way out of Toronto, but can be a, uh, for a certain amount of time, he looked like he could be a decent player and, and now looks to be a trade trip. But Mitch Marner and Travis Dermott, who are, I would argue Mitch Marner is obviously an extremely important part of this team, but Travis Dermott is also an important part of the Leafs' future, and this goes back to 2015, right? So I think this just automatically screams uh, Kyle Dubas to me. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, um, they kind of knew where they were going with this. Um I'm looking back on the stats, and then we talked about Randy Carlisle. And remember, I remember his top-heavy teams that you know he refused to adjust, like the Colton Ors, the Fraser McLarens, even towards the end of his uh, coaching time in Toronto. You know, you had the Corbin Holter still getting uh, a lot of minutes. Yeah, he's still still around. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and David Clarkson. How can I forget about Well, David that was Clarkson. the year they yeah. – uh, was that not the year they traded David Clarkson? That was when um, they were like – yeah, I remember that when they're like, he's impossible. You cannot trade him. And they, they, they were able to find a way. They traded him to Columbus for Nathan Horn simply because uh, David Clarkson's uh, contract was insured while Nathan Horn's contract was not insured. Yes. And uh, yeah, that was that was insane. When like they thought, I mean, like Clarkson was still able to play at that time, but did they not? Sorry, uh, I did they not just sign David Clarkson to a contract? He had like this was his second year uh, with the Leafs. Oh my god! The second coming of Wendell Clark. Oh my god! Was, was the highlight of David Clarkson's time as a Leaf is when he got suspended? Crazy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He, yes. That's what I knew. I'm like, oh, this contract. I'm like, yeah. what is this guy doing? Yeah. Uh, and earlier in uh, June 4th, uh, 2015, they also signed Andreas Janssen, still a part of this team. Solid seventh rounder. Wait, sorry, say that again. You cut out? Uh, June 4th, 2015, Andreas Janssen signed with the Leafs. Oh, okay. So that's another guy still part of this team. Um, so, you know, you, you see, like, this was kind of the start of – collecting and bringing in the pieces that the team really needs. You look at they, they you know, they did make quite a few trades that year. Uh, you know, they brought in Zach Hyman. They got rid of Corbinian Holzer. Uh, 
traded, brought in Ole Jokinen, then traded him uh, later that month, actually. Um, you know, starting to get rid of the players and bringing in the draft picks. Mm-hmm. So I think this was really a good start for the team. I agree. Like the Cody Franzen trade to Nashville, when they got a first rounder out of that, um, that was, oh, and Brendan Le- Lepsick, I yeah. believe. Yes, Brendan they got out of that. Yeah. yeah, for like a rental guy. I was like, that's, they, these are the deals that they've been needing. It's interesting to look back and you can already see Kyle Dubas planting yeah. for the team that he's going to inherit. Yeah, man. I mean, and now he gives that much more depth to Lamrell's quote of saying, if he's not the general manager when I'm gone in two years, then it's up, it's his fault. And you can see that right away he was, he was planning a lot of credit to him. Yeah. And and I think, you know, this was really the start of the downfall. You know, obviously it, obviously the team would go on to be even worse the year after, but I think the issue with this team, and you know, we look like, we look at a team like, uh, Minnesota. We look at a team like um, even someone. I, I don't want to use them as a comparable, but I think someone like Arizona, who's you know what the hell? What are they? What is Arizona? What is Minnesota? That's kind of the limbo they were in. But obviously, they weren't as good as either teams. Like the players they had, I would argue, are not as good as the players that Minnesota have, and are not as good as the players that Arizona have. So it's kind of a you know, where, what are we? Like, you, you can hit the playoffs, but you're probably not. You're eventually going to fall off like they did this year going 1-11-1 in January. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Now I, I got myself upset over that. So why don't we move on? You know, I don't – like, do you guys have anything else to talk about this team? I actually like – okay, so um, I know it was horrible to watch, yeah. but – it was like that kind of thing where uh, in the Dark Knight, where it's like it's always just before kind of perspective, where you know you needed these, you know you needed these uh, growing pains to uh, kind of realize, you know, like you know we did not have a team here that could compete. Like you know, stop, stop advertising it that like Phil Kessel is our franchise guy. Like it's it's like you have to get out of that mentality and go, you know, we got to restart. Of course, of course. And that's why looking back now, you know, yeah, it's frustrating for a team to go 111-1 in a month and think, man, that is awful. And I don't like remembering it, but, you know, if that didn't happen, I, you know, think about the players we wouldn't have. So yeah, I, I like, I don't mind that. I don't mind having to relive it. But let's move on to 2015-16 because I think that this was probably an even bigger year than the 14-15 year. There was a lot more going on. Uh, let's just start with, obviously, this is the tank year. They brought – it was the year for Austin Matthews or Patrick Laine at the beginning of the year, obviously. Uh, by the end of the year, everyone knew it was Austin Matthews. Um, it was Babcock's first year after signing an eight-year contract with the team. Uh, Lou Lamorello was brought in for three years, um, a three-year contract, I believe. And do you know who was uh, captain? Dion Phaneuf. From October to February, good old Dion Phaneuf. 
Is that what apparently his his possession numbers apparently uh, improved. Um, it, it improved under Mike Babcock. I remember uh, they sure they commented on that at the beginning of the season where he was uh, better in transition and helping with uh, hmm. help helping with the offensive yeah, rushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you just trying to make me feel trying to trying to make me feel better? Is that what's going on? I think at that point, when I look back on, I thought like it's another deal. Like you know, I, I they did the impossible to Clarkson, and then they did impossible with getting yes. rid of Fanuf. Um, they got rid of Fanuf without retaining salary. Yes, <laughs> that's incredible. And then uh, didn't the Sens have to retain? Yeah, yeah. Him? And he was like their highest paid or one of their highest paid defensemen. He wasn't even playing on the team. Yeah, yeah. man, that is. Uh... Was that what is that what the year Zaitsev was that Zaitsev's rookie year? What no, no. He came no. in he was he was the, his first year was sixteen seventeen. He was always a playoff guy. Daniel. What are you, what saying? Are you, what are you talking? What are you trying Big to do? Zaitsev, Mr. Uh, Mr. Game Seven. Who's Justin Williams? Stop. Stop yeah. it. Um Stop. big thing like when I I looked on the 2016 season was, I guess, like what we talked about were the moves that were happening in the summer. Like I told you, like when I was in Hong Kong, I was getting updates like crazy about, okay, where's Phil Kessel going? You know, he went in that huge Pittsburgh deal, got back Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah. Um, and we've talked a lot about that where like that kind of was, you know, that was a statement move where they're like, all right, we're going to rebuild now. And, we're going to keep accumulating these assets. But I think one move that in particular, it was happening, I think, towards training camp was when they kind of realized too, even in with the Marlies, they didn't have any prospects that would hypothetically be like their guy or someone that could actually make an impact on the Leafs. So, you know, remember that trade? They traded like five prospects for Michael Grabner. Yes. I, that was, so for me, I actually have uh, what? One, two. I have five trades that I thought were pretty big impact. And this was also William Nylander's uh, first year uh, in the, I believe it was his first year in the AHL and would eventually be called up for a couple games in the uh, NHL. Yeah, I actually got to see his, um, him and Casper uh, Kapanen. They uh, debuted on the same night. I got to go to that game. It was pretty f- against Tampa Bay, was it not? Yeah, I went. I was I there went, too. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. We, we were in the same game and we didn't know each other. Exactly. I remember that everyone was just cheering. Let's go, Marlies! During that game. Really? I don't. I don't remember that. Maybe it was. Too, yeah, I don't remember. But uh, let's start with the biggest trade of the ball. It's June twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen. Lou Lamorello uh, calls uh, Peter Shirelli, I believe. 2015 was Peter Shirelli, GM of the Oilers. I'll check. I, I oh, yeah, so. yeah. Calls Peter Shirelli. He goes, I want Martin Marinson. And I'll take, I'll do whatever I can. He trades Brad Ross and a 2015 fourth round pick. Wait, Brad Ross? Yes. Is that the same Brad Ross in the aisle? Isle who says like a five year million dollar deal? What? Hold on. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go, go, you mean go Ross ahead. Talk Johnston? About, talk no, about no. when the, you're okay, thinking about sorry. Ross Johnston, I think. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Talk about how the second the second coming came to Toronto in the form of Martin Marinson. Exactly. Martin Marinson came to Toronto in this year. Biggest trade of the year. Always far. remember that one. Always remember. 
No, that's not the that's stop stop. I know Adam wants me to talk about it, but I'm not gonna talk about it. Marty. Let's start with the big one, Phil Kessel. Uh, so you know, Phil, we're we're in a time that the Leafs really are heading for that big tank that you know we've all been expecting. Um, and one of the guys you got to get rid of, Phil Kessel. Uh, so where does he go? Pittsburgh Penguins. So the the Toronto Maple Leafs trade Phil Kessel, Tim Erickson, Tyler Biggs, Tyler Biggs. Just repeating it again. Center pick. Uh, and a conditional second. So either uh, uh, it says conditional Pittsburgh's second-round pick in 2016 or Toronto's second-round pick in 2017 for Nick Spalling, Kasperi Kapanen, Scott Harrington, uh, and what would turn out to be a first-round pick in 2016. That pick would be traded later. That's not a bad uh, deal for Phil Kessel. I, I, you know, and I think you look at it, hmm, you, you didn't know what – it didn't really seem like people knew what Kasperi Kapanen was going to turn into because, you know, he was a goal scorer, but he, didn't, he was lacking in things. And it turns out that he really improved. Like the Marlies really did develop him into a player that, you know, can play in your top six if he has to, but is a very good third-line uh, player. Mm-hmm. Um, that first ended up turning into yes, Sam Steele. That pick, that pick though, would be traded to the uh, Anaheim Ducks for Frederick Anderson, which I think is absolutely huge for this team because he really was that goalie for five years. He was the our essentially our franchise goalie for five years. Um, Scott Harrington and Nick Spalling. I think Scott Harrington is now in Columbus. Yes. Uh, Nick Spalling is playing, is not playing anymore. Last played in Sweden, or sorry, Switzerland. So that he was, was used to get more draft picks. Yeah. Again, he was yeah. used to get more draft picks. That's the, de- you know, I think that, um, that phrase is the best thing to describe this team. He was used to get more draft picks. Yeah. Like you think about what they did, like, you know, they're looking to trade Michael Grabner. I don't think they ended up being able to because he ended up getting injured. Uh, And that kind of leads me to the next one. The Michael Grabner trade, that was just like, what the hell is this? Uh, Yeah. Pretty much all guys, we didn't really know what they were going to be. They were this, they were that. Uh, So the, from the Islanders, uh, the Leafs, got Michael Grabner. The Leafs sent Taylor Beck, Carter Verhage, who ended up playing uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning this year, scored a hat-trick. Matt Finn, Tom Nilsson, and Chris Gibson, who I believe is still with the Islanders uh, in the AHL. Uh, so that's like, that's an interesting one for the team. Yeah. Uh, before we like move on, I like looking at those two deals. I think it just – what I think about is damage control in a way. Because, like, with that Phil Castle deal, like, you know, you get rid of a guy that, you know, that's a culture that's a culture shift. But also yeah. with Tyler Biggs, it's like you get rid of, like, one of the most disappointing <laughs> prospects the Leafs have ever had. Like, this guy's never made it to the, to the NHL. And 
they Brian Burke traded up in that draft to get him. They traded um, John Gibson and Ricard Raquel for Tyler Biggs. Imagine no, they team didn't. Yes, yes, they, they did. did. Yeah. Yes, they did. They I'm, traded a first and a second to move up in the draft to draft Tyler Biggs. Because, yeah, Raquel was 30th and then Gibson was 39th. First of all, go sorry. Good draft for the Ducks there. And, uh, oh, boy. By the way, uh, that Grabner trade feels like your prototypical NHL 20 trade. Where yes, yes. Throwing a bunch of value and trying to get a good player. <laughs> yeah. I remember that Matt Finn. I was so excited about him uh, for 2012. He went 35th, and I I don't know, like he he fell apart like right when he got to the Marlies. I I really was hoping that guy would turn out to be something. I remember, you know, that 2012 draft we talked about. It was a weird draft. That guy was ranked 20th, and then when he dropped to 35th, they're like, the Leafs got to steal here. You know, they got Morgan Riley at fifth. Now they have Matt Finn at 35th. There's their yeah. there's their their future. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the next trade, the second last trade, probably a big trade for a lot of people. Uh, the Dion Phaneuf trade. Uh, he's your captain. I don't. Yeah, man. That's pretty much. All it's I just have to throwing say. money around. Yeah, that trade. Yeah, like, Mahalik. Yeah, so the the Leafs ended up trading Dion Phaneuf. Matt Fratton, Casey Bailey, Ryan Rupert, and Cody Donahue. Um, you know, really, I guess, prospect. I know Casey Bailey and Cody Donahue, I think, signed uh, the year before. I guess didn't really turn out what people expected them to be. Matt Fratton was, you know, that kind of guy, that roster player that a lot of people... I remember Matt Fratton, but... It's Matt Fryan. I remember he was considered the top pro, like one of the top prospects for the Leafs. Oh, this team. I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, and in return, the Leafs got Jared Cohen, and I don't think he ever played a, t- a game for the team. No. There was a contract dispute. Uh, Milan Mikalik. Mikal- how you say it, Dan? Mahalik. Mahalik. Close enough. Milan Mahalik. Colin Greening. Tobias Lindbergh and a second round pick in 2017. Honestly, I don't eat like that deal's like great. We just got rid of Dion. I don't I love Dion. I bet Dion's a fantastic person. It got rid of the Dion Phaneuf contract. Right. I am I can imagine he's a great person. You know, they uh he was here earlier in the year. Um he was with Brendan Shanahan. I can imagine that they're try- maybe thinking, you know, now that he's pretty much all but retired, um, if he wants to move into some type of management role, why not come back to Toronto? Like, I don't – I wouldn't mind it. It, wouldn't, it really wouldn't bother me at all. I can imagine there are people who would be bothered by it because, you know, that's how people are. Yeah. If, if we're taking a stopgap with Dion quickly, to talk about how good of a person he actually is, he had his thousandth game. I can't remember who it was when he was a, he was a king, right? And Eric Carlson, of course, who he played with in Ottawa, got him like um, a specialized, this really cool like stick, and it had like the amount of games he played as a leaf, as a sen, and as a king. Really, yeah. really yesterday. Like you hear nothing but great things about Tiam though. Really, did not deserve the amount of crap he got here. But you can say yeah. that. 
I mean, think like he was consistent. Consistently when, bad. Consistently when, bad. Daniel, don't, I, don't mix it. Don't I think it's it. just when he made the mistakes, they were just really bad in the moment <laughs> that people want, remember. It's like Jeff Merrick said, there's always that one defenseman. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing with me is that I can imagine he's a really good person. I hate crapping on really good people. I really do. But you're about to. But it's Dion. Okay, you you tell me if Dion Phaneuf was on your team and did that, you're telling me you wouldn't crap on him? When I first first got him, I remember I was excited. I'm like, he's going to reignite like that 64-point season. Stop it. You, you're thinking of Dion back. You're thinking of double Dion. You're thinking of Dion breaking two glasses of pain in a single period. I thought, like, so, I thought that's what the least got, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, was, I was so young at the time. I didn't know. I was naive. How old were you when the trade happened? Uh, what year was it? Was that year was that? That was 2009. I was nine years old. I remember it happening. And I, I thought someone was joking. But I also didn't know who Dion Phaneuf was, so. But, you know, they got Jean-Sebastien Giguere, you know, oh, that God. same day, so. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yay. I was, I was blinded. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, Daniel was just way too excited because they just got Jean-Sebastien Giguere, that's why. Also, I, I asked him for uh, that stretch, you know, like he just won a cup two years before. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, he, he'll do something. <laughs> Uh, the biggest trade of them all, the James Reimer trade. Oh, it must have been. It must have been sad. the saddest day in Leafs history. Not one of the multiple game seven losses. No, stop it! Don't bring it up! Don't bring it up! Because it was so like, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, we just traded him. It was nothing yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, like it's just he got, he traded, and but, that was kind of sad because he wanted to be a Leaf. We yeah. all expected it though. I think a lot yeah. of people did expect it. But the package they got for it, I'm like, I don't know. Hold on, because before you do that, are you guys going to include just the Reimer deal, or are you going to include the assets they got back from Polak? Because those were like – I can do both of them, yeah. Yeah. That's just why, because I think, like, it looks a lot more fair when you put both the deals together. Okay, okay. Yeah, so the thing with this deal is I I remember – numbers not coming to me, but he wanted a contract that didn't make sense for the Leafs. Because you didn't know what – at the time, yeah, you know, what, what, what are we going to have? We didn't really have a goalie for the future at, the, at that time. The Anderson trade wouldn't have happened until that summer. So it, did it make sense to bring back James Reimer on a deal? I, the number is not coming back to me. But it was similar to what he ended up getting uh, with Florida. Yeah, I would say no to that. <laughs> right, so I, I, right I would say down. I would say no to that as well. So considering that he was a um, expiring asset, his contract was expiring. I don't mind the steal. So it was obviously to the San Jose Sharks the original deal: James Reimer uh, Jer- and Jeremy Morin uh, to San Jose, Alex Stalock, Ben Smith, and a conditional fourth. Um, and then, well, five days before that. Uh, the they sent Roman Polak and Nick Spalling for Rafi Torres and two second round picks. So I think in total, I don't mind the deal at all. Uh, really, you know, uh, Roman Polak, I believe, was expiring as well. He would end up returning to the Leafs. Um, James Reimer was expiring. Nick Spalling and Jeremy Moore, and I don't think 
uh, many people thought much of them as prospects or <clears throat> real top-end NHL-type players. So I think for the return that they got, it made sense for the time. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, the biggest deal going into that summer was the Anderson deal. You know, you trade a first-round pick, which, yes, it was Pittsburgh's. They won the Cup that year, so it turned out to be Sam Steele at 30th overall. Uh, and the second round pick the year after, I think it was, I believe, I believe it turned out to be Maxime Comtois yeah. for Frederick Anderson, uh, and you sign him to a five-year, five million dollar extension. I don't, I don't see that um, as a bad deal uh, for either team. I think you know Sam Steele's still young, Maxime Comtois still young. I, I really like the deal for both sides, considering. Goalie was the one position going into that year that the Leafs really didn't have solved. And they don't make the playoffs without Frederick Anderson. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the big extensions that happened that's going that summer, um, Morgan Riley and Nazem Kadri. Uh, Morgan Riley signs a six-year extension, $30 million. Kadri signs a six-year extension at $27 million. And again, great deals. Great deals. Jonathan was Jonathan Bernier. When did they trade Jonathan Bernier? Like, like included with the Anderson trade in a way where um, the Ducks waited to take up his contract because they didn't want to pay him a bonus. Yes. The Leafs were forced to pay his signing bonus. And then, they traded him to the Ducks for future considerations. It was a, a, I have it here. So the, 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 the Bernier was traded by the Maple Leafs to the Ducks for exchange in exchange for a conditional pick in the 2017, 2017 NHL draft. The conditions were not met. They were crazy conditions. They were like the Ducks <laughs> yeah. win the cup and Bernier plays like half of the games. <laughs> yeah, they were in the they playoffs. Were, they yeah. were picks that were uh, conditions that were never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, another big thing that happened this year: uh, Nikita Zaitsev signs with the Leafs one year uh, entry level contract. Uh, a year later, he would get seven seven years for four and a half million dollars because no one knows why. Um, but I think this was probably a really big draft for the team. Uh, you know, obviously bringing in the big players here uh, are Austin Matthews, Igor Koroshkov, Carl Grundstrom, Joseph Wall, and Adam Brooks. So far, four of those players have played in the NHL. That's great. Uh, I remember. Guy, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The only guy who hasn't played yet was Joseph Wall. My boy. But I think, that guy, I think he's yeah. going to be a, a Leafs goalie to look out for. Yeah. Go on. I really like him. Um, I remember that trade where, like, I know. I just remember that draft for like Austin Matthews, the obvious pick, and then for so long, everyone talked about Korshikov. Where it's like, do you really take this guy thirty first? He was like a bit of an overager, and like the, the amount of players you kind of left on the table. There. And Debrink got went yeah. a couple of picks later. Carter Hart, right? um, and yeah, t- Tyler Radish. People need to shut up about the Debrinkat thing, by the way. Like that gets so by the protection. Bunch of the ones you traded that pick, and every other team passed on them once. Leafs fans need to chill about the brink cap, right? It's okay, you guys got Cole Caulfield now. Who said Leaf? What are Leaf fans saying? Leaf fans. They always go on about that damn the brink cap trade. They always do. Like every like, 
second round is such an annoying, like, any time to look out of the draft. It's like, oh, how was Shea Weber, Subban, Yossi, yeah. Keith, how are they second rounders? Shut up. Shut well, up. Sebastian Ajo was taken in the second round. I believe yeah, uh, he was he was taken a pick after Travis Dermott. Yeah. How do people talk about that? I miss him. Hab's great. <laughs> Zero games. Just like Leafs great Robin Leonard. Hab's great <laughs> Doug Gilmore. His best thing That's was breaking funny. the penalty box. That's not funny. Okay, it's not funny. Listen, for the amount of times you do it, I can make this joke. No, no, Hab's great. <laughs> you can take Colby. I'm sorry. Hab's best. I don't mind. I, I miss you can Hal take, Gill. You can take Hal Gill. Here, Alexander Parent. Well, he what? Yeah, you can take him. He was only with the Leafs for a year. They hated him. And he was their second leadest scorer when he was on the Leafs. Yeah, so I guess if we're looking back at this, these two teams, it has to be one of like two of the weirdest years for the Leafs, in my opinion. You know, they were in that transition phase to so really becoming garbage. Well, the first year, the second year, they were absolute garbage. Um, and then you, who knew, like, going into the next year and in 16-17, I don't think my expectations were playoffs at all. No. I'm like, man, just lose one more year, and then you get that another high-end draft pick, hopefully a defenseman, and then you're kind of set. But no. That, well, they did get a defenseman. Just hasn't turned out to be what everyone thought he was. And he still could be. It's just as of right now. I don't want to cry. It just—it's sl- slowed here. down. Yeah, the hype has slowed down. This is Timothy. considerably. Yeah, Timothy, Timothy Lilligren. Lilligren, right? Yeah, I don't want to crap on Timothy Lilligren. I really think he can be a, a good defenseman in the NHL. Expectations. What are you going to do? It happens. I know that. Uh, okay, just one example was uh, when uh, the Ducks had Lucas Biza, and he was the uh, <laughs> he was considered part of their uh, their defensive core, and he was a bit of like older guy than like guys that were already making it so quickly, like Cam Fowler or Hampus Lindholm. I think that was kind of something where that kind of people kind of felt mentally that affected his development. Right. And now I think of like Lilligren and uh, Sandine. Yeah. And anybody you think that's going to mess up Lilligren that Sandine is already NHL playing probably a regular next year. I think like, you know, the comparison might be in his mind where well, a I- younger guy, he's already getting the minutes. Yeah. I think Lily Green's going to be an NHL player next year too. I, I, number one, because I I just don't think the Leafs have uh, another option. No. Because you know, right now you look at their right side; it's really Justin Hall, Timothy Lily Green, and that's pretty much it. Martin Marincin. Martin Marincin. You you look at the prospects that they do have. You know, you look at someone like Joseph Dudzak, who did play uh, played in the coast. East Coast this year, uh, Mac Hollowell split time between the East Coast and the AHL. Those are two guys who could eventually play on the right side, but right now I don't think uh, they're an option. Do you move Travis Dermott to the right side? I, I don't really know. So I think he's going to play in the NHL next year simply because there's no other option for the right side, viable mm-hmm. option, and the cap's not moving anywhere anytime soon. So, you know, yeah, you're kind of stuck. Sense. You're kind of stuck with not not stuck in a bad way, but maybe you wanted to send uh, Lilligren down again for a uh, for a couple months and bring him back up around Christmas, or do what you did with Travis Travis Dermott, 
that's an option too. It's it really, I don't think that's an option for them though next year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Um, what we're talking about there? Oh yes, defensive prospects. Um, yeah, they've done pretty well with drafts uh, lately, I think. Um, so they'll have to be okay. <laughs> How about you guys? Uh, I I like Martin Marincin, but I still – I have the Steve Dangle thing of why the hell did you sign him? I don't see why that's an issue, though. It's a no th- – This depth is a signing. It's, it, it's, it's not even that it's a depth signing. It's $750,000. Like, I, I don't see why that's an issue. What? Why is it such a big issue that you sign him now rather than the summer? Like, we all know he's going to be signed. Yeah, I mean, but you're telling me there's not a scrub out there that's better than Marty Marincin? Like, you got Spets but on league, man. Maybe he's like a high character guy. We don't know his locker room presence. But he also knows the Leafs, right? Like, I, I just think it's ridiculous to complain about signing Martin Marincin in January. I think there's a lot of other issues with this team, and signing Martin Marincin in January is not one of them. Well, I think the issue is just signing him, period. I mean, you but should. he can play. Okay, so let's say you have a defenseman who can play, who can be your seventh defenseman, who's better than Martin Marincin. What happens? You send Martin Marincin down to the AHL, and then what? He can play in the AHL. Everyone who watches the AHL knows that Martin Marincin can play in the AHL. He's not that bad. I don't think signing Martin Marincin is in January is as big of a deal as everyone else says it is. I mean, hey. It's only Martin Marincin, man. <laughs> Everyone's freaking out. Every time they bring but it he's up. terrible. Adam, it's a no-risk signing. Zero risk. Who are you going to bring in? Is it, it's a two-way deal, right? Yes. Yeah, so all is good with the world. I don't see why people are complaining about it. It's literally the biggest deal. When I saw that he got signed, I'm like, great. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to think about it? I wasn't thinking, damn, Kyle Dubas isn't doing his job. I think people are just trying to find things to pick on with Kyle Dubas. That's my opinion. All right. That's fair enough. (laughs) Mine are itching, man. I got to get so hot. No, because I'm tired of, like, literally since day one. They, people have been complaining about him signing Martin Marincin. Zero risk. Absolutely zero. Like, what are you going to do if he doesn't play in the NHL? Because he's going to go play in the AHL? Mm-hmm. And, when, and what's the big deal? You signed him in freaking January. Yeah, that's fair. They're just trying to find things to pick on with Kyle Dubas no one, because people don't like Kyle Dubas. That's the thing. Well, I mean, there are things to criticize Dubas about. Absolutely, but I don't see this as this is one of the things that you have to criticize Dubis about. You want to criticize Dubis about not getting an actual backup goalie? Go ahead. I'll criticize him too. Want to criticize Dubis about not getting a right-handed defenseman? I'll criticize him on that too. I like that he got Kyle Rosen back. Yeah, that was pretty solid at the deadline. That Kyle Rosen, yeah. Like, man, that's fine. He can play in the AHL too. Yeah. He could also be your seventh defenseman. I don't see why Marmarin is such a big deal. Exciting him was such a big deal. Are you okay? Are we good? No. I don't know. Okay, well, let's talk because you mentioned the right side there. 
I don't give him as much crap for dealing with the right side as a lot of people would. Like Mike Babcock? Sorry? Like Mike Babcock? They had other issues. No, it's not that it's – I think it's one of the issues that this team has. If you ask me the two biggest issues with this team is – well, now not so much. uh, Was their backup goalie and was the right side because – the right side, they didn't have much, right? You know, you, now you have Timothy Lilly when you have Justin Hall. And then I, I said it before, Mac Hall, well, Joseph Dudzak, who they signed out of college. Um, you know, what What else? There isn't much there. They, they do have to – that's something they need to look at in the draft if it's available. Mm-hmm. But he made, he made the move to go get Tyson Berry. You can say what you want about Tyson Berry. Of when course. they made that move at first, I, I hated it because yes. I was like, crap, the Leafs just got a great player. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. the thing with Tyson, for me, the Tyson Berry deal is I look at the deal and I say, what if Mike Babcock wasn't st- such a stubborn pain in the ass and actually used Tyson Berry the way that he was supposed to be used in the first place? Then his confidence doesn't get shot. Maybe he turns into the player he should have been, and and then the Leafs have a more difficult choice between him and Muzzin. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what it looks like. But but we're not allowed. Adam Adam, we're not allowed to say things like this. Okay. What do you because mean? because the two hundred hockey men will shut this podcast down. Okay. <laughs> be very careful in the word the choice of words you use. We will be shut down. Corsi. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, be careful, Adam. We're going to get shut down because we're not allowed to be revolutionary or something. Colin Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Bettman. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. Don't put Gary Bettman. Don't throw Gary Bettman in this, okay? He's not banned from the show, by the way. No. No, there's other people banned from the show. There's a list. Chris Kreider. Yeah, Kreider, you know, because he's a prick. Uh, there's other guys. I don't even remember. Anytime we talk about it and you don't like it, you just said he's banned. Yeah. That's it. Very reactionary. Yeah, uh, I can tell. You know what? Um, like, what's your buddy's, like, Chase? He's not banned. Chase, no. whatever. I like no. Chase. <laughs> Daniel, you're on the show, right? You're cool. You're a co-host. You're a yeah, partner. thanks. I'm not banned. If we were the Triforce, you would be the Triforce of wisdom, I think. No, thank you. I don't know what the Triforce <laughs> is. So. You don't come, come on. What's the Triforce? Legend of Zelda. The three gold triangles. That's a Triforce. There's the Triforce of courage, power, and wisdom. Which one are you, Adam? I would be the Triforce of, of power. I already know he's going to give himself power. No, because the bad guy, Ganondorf, has power. Oh, then I'll take power. I don't mind. But you take courage because you you have the courage of being a Leafs fan and continue to do it. I think I would just... Like, what the, wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? It's not easy being a Leafs fan. That is very true. You know, us Leafs fans have to stick together. Don't, don't put your... You're a Ducks fan, Daniel. You're a Ducks fan. I would have to try Force of Power because, I don't know, I like chaos. Because you're with the bad guy, that's why. I'm not the bad guy. What are you you just about? told me the guy of the Triforce of Power is the bad guy or whatever. Well, I just think, you know, Ganondorf just wants the world. Wants no. the world like Jeff Merrick. Whoa. Okay. 
Well, he, he's more like just chaos in the game. I'm more like uh, – there's nothing better than – you know when Carlson got traded and Twitter was just like, holy crap. I love the moments of just, holy crap, everything is on fire. I, love I remember that. when Carlson got traded. I yeah, was we were saying, in the – we were in Sally's class. We had just we had just left actually because I oh had, yeah yeah yes. I went back to my res and I called my buddy who's a sharp chance to Ethan. You just got Carlson. He couldn't believe he wouldn't believe me. He had to go on me like because it was so. Can they believe it this year? <laughs> I don't think he was a Sharks fan this year. I think he was just- <laughs> uh, what Sharks fan? No, not me. I think he started playing a lot more golf this year. Oh, oh okay. Just like the San Jose Sharks will be. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Man, Brad Carlson was so good, though. Like, uh, like head and shoulders. Like, like, was the best defenseman in this league. Without a call. He was so good. And then, like, then he carried this. This is the sense fault because he had to carry them on one leg in the playoffs. And, you know, Buddy got in front of a Chris Kunitz shot, went in, the peng. Oh, it's, just, it's, it's all Ottawa's fault. Imagine if Thomas Shabbat and Eric Carlson like actually played together when Thomas oh. Shabbat was like, oh. what he is now. You don't have the puck. You don't get the puck. Oh, good lord! Okay. Where where are we in this Leafs talk? By the way, we've kind of really we're done. No, I finished a while ago. All right, so what we're just talking Great about details. I love it. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? Opportunity? Did you guys? Oh, you know we haven't really talked about what? the quarantine cup. Oh my God! And how Steve Dangle and the postseason got murdered. <laughs> Murder. Honestly, can I be honest? Most of the time, I was playing my Xbox. I wasn't even actually watching the game. I was watching it because they were hilarious. Just. Oh, man. Tr- Pete Blackburn, I was I was watching his stream for the first day, and yeah. man, they just kept ripping at him. It was because he wasn't good. He was I'm not. Sorry. He was so bad that he became the coach afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, quite questionable. Like the Toasties were, I think, I think the Toasties only won one game, and it was when Steve was in because Steve was terrible. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet because I got bored because I, I knew Pete was. Oh, they, it they was awful. It was they were just murdering Steve. Daniel, do you even know what we're talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes that happens. Like when you guys talk about um, what was it that you guys talked about a couple of weeks ago? I was just sitting there absolutely clueless. What were we talking about? Um, I don't. I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure. Was it Jurassic Park? No. It might yeah, have been something so Jurassic Park. I don't remember, Adam. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. But either way. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine Cup was hilarious. All right, was, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's like five hours. Jangle's YouTube channel, Pete Blackburn's Twitch. Spoiler okay. alert. Spoiler Pete lost. Pete oh, lost. smack. Lost is an understatement. Yeah, he, uh, Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike Johnson, Tic Tac Tomar, uh, James Myrtle, all just, just, Ian Tulloch, I think, was there. Mike Stevens. Yeah. We should make our own team. Well, if Daniel had Xbox. Yeah, Daniel. I didn't get the memo. I've been playing. Just, you guys just said NHL 20, and then I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Excuses. Excuses. How long have you had that PlayStation for, Daniel? Uh, five years. I actually uh, got it for Metal Gear Solid 5. That's a disappointment. Okay, before. I it. Sorry. 
Be- before we end the episode, let me find my tweet. Um, where is it? Okay, so uh, Daniel's going to answer this question because Adam already sent it to me. Actually, I think Daniel liked my tweet, but that's okay. Which Leafs seven-game series loss to the Bruins was most disheartening? 2013, uh, three-goal lead in third. 2018, three leads in game seven. 2019, three series leads. For me, it's going to be 2019 because yeah. the other two years, they were like, okay, let's see what we got. But when they got John Tavares, I was like, okay. They... The answer is all of them. That's okay. the answer. Oh, that's the answer? <laughs> that's I thought we were saying our opinions. Mine oh, yeah, like... yeah. No, mine, yeah, all of them. The thing for me, like, they got Muzzin, and then they got Tavares. Like, hey, they got the pieces to kind of, like, skill-wise, like, they could compete, and then they have Muzzin. It would, like, Bruins aggression. And then the fact that they it was still the same result was what really frustrated me. And then Austin Matthews played 18 minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah. It sounds like our next episode, we should actually have some some sort of news, because apparently the PA and the NHL are meeting to discuss some – uh, some business with returning to play because, of course, the NBA apparently are, are resuming. What is it, the beginning of June? Or no, so May first, they are uh, opening up training facilities for a certain amount of uh, people in them, obviously at once. So now that the NBA has started, just well, like- I, yesterday I think the I think it was Pierre LeBrun saying that the NHL hasn't announced anything yet. So. Hopefully we see something soon. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be. I'd be surprised if not, because it was the NBA making the first step that everyone followed in the sports world to announce. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Were you good? Yes. All right. All right. This was fun. Yeah, okay, was. thank you for listening to another episode of the 2 on 1 podcast. Uh, make sure, if you like it, make sure to click the like button. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit subscribe. If you are listening to wherever you're listening to, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, make sure to check out the social media links down below. Make sure to follow the uh, Instagram page of the podcast. Follow all of us on social media for more updates on the show and to see our hilarious tweets. Um, and that's about it. And check out Adam's YouTube page. Apparently an Andre Markov video is coming. No one knows when though. The general. Right, Adam? Right, Adam? It's like the Habs trying to acquire star talent. It's, there's a lot of opportunities out there, but it's difficult to do. Oh, awesome. So we should be seeing uh, it Yeah. Awesome. Okay, see you guys on Wednesday.